Brady throws the ball downfield. He's got Evans toward the end zone. Evans makes the catch. Touchdown, Tampa Bay. What a great throw by Brady. This is Buccaneers Total Access. Fire the cannons. Brought to you by Frontier. Uncable yourself. Get fiber internet. And by Hooters. Hooters, the original wing joint since 1983. Dropping to throw Mahomes. We run a stunt, run a stunt. And we sack him at the 50-yard line. Wow, he's covered. Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome into Buccaneers Total Access from the Hooters Owl's Nest. Casey Phillips here with safety, Mike, Mr. Pick 6 Edwards. That's what we're changing the official legal name to. Does that okay. sound good? That sounds great. Yeah I, yeah, I figured you'd enjoy that. Uh, <laughs> so I know the game overall, not the outcome you guys were hoping for. What would you say is your biggest takeaway of this game? And I know you, you're probably going to speak mainly to yourself and the defense, but um, what were some of the biggest takeaways and, and the messages in the locker room what people are saying now following that? Um, talk to Green. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, we we started out uh, slow. Was, I mean, the past three games, we done gave up, what, three points first game, three points sec, uh, against New Orleans, and then we let up the touchdown this game. And, uh, man, it's, it's like we always harp on, you know, starting fast and, uh, you know, um, that's why we want the defense to come out there uh, first to, you know, start fast and then uh, get offense out there and then let them score. But, um, man, it's, it's like we got to just start out, start out more faster and um, start out um, better. But I feel like uh, this game, we got to – we just got to uh, – I don't know. We uh, – I don't know. Like the second quarter, we we started getting rolling and everything, yeah. and then uh, second half, I uh, feel like we finally found where we was uh, at, and I had to take on that. And um, after that, I felt pretty good. I don't know we didn't give up a, a touchdown, give up any points until after that first quarter. So uh, we did our thing there, but uh, definitely got to start off more faster. Yeah, it's it's so interesting, especially that the second half. You started with two three and outs and an interception. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, it's could you tell then what feels different for you guys when it was such a dramatic shift of those first couple drives and then even like you said Dallas and New Orleans the first drive it felt like they were mm-hmm. able to put together some stuff on you guys some runs and whatever and then mm-hmm. what felt different this game after those first couple drives uh, I mean we just had to uh, you know we <clears throat> talked had a group uh, you know talking to everybody and uh, we kind of just uh, came together the defense and told us, you know, that's not our defense, you know. We have better defenses now, you know, put the best, best defense in the, uh, in the league. And um, after those two drives, uh, you know, we had that fumble that we recovered, uh, which is big, but it was in the red zone. And uh, that got us got us going. And then uh, we knew we had to up our offense out. And uh, we had to make some plays. Um, we had to create some turnovers, uh, you know, get out the field on third down. Uh, at the beginning of the game, we couldn't get out the field on third down, which was big, uh, especially going against a guy like Aaron Rodgers. So uh, it was a big, uh, big game for us. Uh, you know, they did a lot of things well on their side of the ball, but uh, definitely uh, capitalized. I feel like we did a pretty good job uh, in the second half. Yeah, they started out five of five on third down conversions, but then mm-hmm. went oh for seven the next. I mean, again, there just yeah. are so many stats yeah. that it. There's always that phrase, a tale of two halves, or two. You know, it felt like two different games almost out there. What were they doing so well on third down early on, or maybe what were you guys not executing? Which which one did it feel like more of? Was it what they were doing well? Was it you guys not doing what you hold yourselves to? Uh, I'd say a little bit of both. Uh, I mean, it was 
Uh, Aaron was kind of get the ball out kind of quick, uh, not letting us let the blitz get to him. Uh, kind of knowing where his outlets are and uh, just getting it to him. Um, and uh, I couldn't really say on our side of the ball. Uh, yeah, you got the field that ran a, a, few, a lot of slants, uh, a lot of quick game, like I said. But uh, we started uh, catching on to it, started making adjustments, and uh, started playing different calls uh, later in the game. And uh, like you said, I didn't know we was over, over seven and three, uh, third down after that. But uh, that's big. We got to start like that. When the third down is a big down for us, uh, got to get off the field. Got to get our offense back on the field. Back on the field and mm-hmm. uh, just keep playing. So yeah, I mean, if you can hold a guy like Aaron Rodgers to that kind of stretch, that's that's got to give you some confidence, even of what you guys are, are capable of doing. And mm-hmm. um, the, you talked about how quickly he was getting the ball out of his hands. He early in the fourth quarter, at one point, to the the entire game up to that point, his average depth of target was just two point nine yards, mm-hmm. and forty five percent of his throws were either at or behind the line of scrimmage. What is the challenge for you guys as a defense when that's what the offense is doing, and maybe even specifically for you at your position? What is, what does that do, and how does that change the game plan of what you guys are trying to accomplish? Um, not really change. I mean, we try to stop the explosive play, so nothing over our heads. Uh, and if they do, you know, throw the ball, uh, you know, kind of short, uh, like you said, beyond the line of scrimmage or whatever. We got to tackle. I mean, he's got to rally and tackle. We had all eleven guys to the ball. And that's how you make plays. Uh, that's how you stop them. Because, uh, like you said, if they throw the ball to a uh, line of scrimmage, I mean, they sh- shouldn't get that many yards as long as you tackle everybody swarming to the ball. So, that's what we have to do. What are the hardest parts about facing a guy like Aaron Rodgers, which you've now done multiple times? Mm-hmm. And um, overall, you guys have done an incredible job against him, either on the win-loss side of, of the previous matchups, mm-hmm. or at least this time even not coming out on the right side. You guys put together a heck of a defensive effort against him. And I think most people would be thrilled to hold an Aaron Rodgers-led offense to 14 points. Mm-hmm. So what is the, the biggest challenge of facing him, and then why do you guys think you have been able to be better against him than a lot of teams are? Uh, yeah, uh, it's a big challenge playing against him. Uh, he's a very smart quarterback, uh, very skillful quarterback. He can you know, throw cross body, throw 60 yards down the field off his back foot. It's crazy what he can do. Um, actually, uh, it's a lot of quarters that I try, I try to bait, and uh, – he uh, kind of, it was a play where he threw to Randall Cobb, you know, Kentucky guy. <laughs> but uh, he threw to him, I um, can't remember what quarter it was, but uh, he was kind of like pumping the ball. And I kind of like, just, I wasn't even looking at him. I was kind of looking at the quarterback and trying to break on it. And most quarterbacks, that's a pick from me. And it was <laughs> like, he, he just zipped it right behind Devin. And right in front of me, it was like, damn, that's a, that's a great throw. Uh, I just got to give it to him. But uh, things like that is just stuff you can't teach. And a lot of quarterbacks is not doing that. But um, I feel like we do a pretty good job against him. Um, like you said, we, we try to stop the explosive plays from him because we know what kind of quarterback he is, we know what kind of arm he got. So uh, not letting the ball go over our heads. And um, like I said, swim to the football. So I feel like that's what we've been doing uh, that most defenses have been able to do against him because, like I said, he's a phenomenal player. He got some good guys on the other on, the, uh, on his side of the uh, mm-hmm. field. You know, got two great backs, uh, some receivers that come to play. So I feel like we uh, just come together as defense and uh, try to – Stop the explosive plays. We're talking to safety Mike Edwards, and you talked about your strategy of maybe trying to break on the ball and reading the quarterback. How different is the way you try to play depending on who the quarterback is? That in mm. situations like that, where you know that something that could work against one guy isn't going to work against another, 
-hmm. How much is it, no, this is who I am, this is how I play, versus, you know what, I don't know that I can get away with that on this particular quarterback. Yeah, uh, it's come from watching film, uh, just reading the scout report, reading uh, the Tennessee's. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, but like I said, I knew what type of player Aaron Rodgers was. I just thought I could, you know, uh, maybe get a little jump, <laughs> get jump <laughs> on it. But yeah, like I said, that was a great play. But uh, yeah, certain quarterbacks you can. Uh, like I said, you gotta uh, watch film and see what uh, other quarterbacks can do and what they can't do. Uh, but yeah, it's tough. It's tough. And uh, for you guys as a defense, I know that uh, you brought up the importance of that forced fumble. Uh, tell me a little bit about that. First of all, that's Vita's first career forced fumble. Really? Yes. Okay. And uh, and he seemed pretty fired up about it. Yeah. Um, so take us through that. Him him forcing that fumble. Uh, Logan Ryan recovering it. Mm -hmm. um, what were you, tell us just about that play and what you think worked well for you guys. Uh, it was a great play. Uh, it was driving. Uh, it was inside the ten, I believe. And uh, they were in scoring position, so that's a big, big, big stop. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't even know it was Vita at first when he called the fumble. I just seen Bronte kind of tackling, and I see the ball come out. But uh, that was huge. That was huge. I mean, they could have went up 21, and they could have had 21 points at that at that, uh, at that point. But uh, that's a huge part in the game. Uh, uh, Vita, <laughs> I seen only, the first time I seen it was uh, actually on like Instagram or something. I didn't even know it was him. But that's a big play by Vita, and uh, good job by Logan. He took kind of took my ball, but that's all right. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> right. like, girl, somebody got it. Yeah, yeah, do you guys? I feel like there was also the the when Antoine got an interception, it looked like if he hadn't been there, Carlton would have yeah. gotten it. Is that something that you guys tend to get a little mad about as a defense? Yeah, we, like, we let each other mine. know. We let each other know. Yeah. Like you sure. owe me one kind of now. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> That's pretty Most funny. Most definitely. Um, how about, uh, and then Logan Ryan, same thing, also got his first interception as a Buccaneer. Mm -hmm. uh, tell us about that play and, and then just what he has brought to this defense and, and to your room. Oh, he brought a lot a lot of uh, experience to us, a lot of uh, playmaking abilities. Uh, he, can, he can do a lot of things. Uh, you know, he's been in the league for 10-plus years. Um, I mean, even him being here for his first year, um, you know, we've been here for, what, four years with the coach staff and everything with the whole learning defense, and he called defense really well, really quick. And uh, he shows us things that we didn't even know. Like, he would call out one thing, be like, they were in this, or look out for this, whatever, and it helps us out a lot. And uh, him making that interception was, was, was huge. I mean, that was a huge turning point in the game. We needed that. Um, I mean, made a huge play last week, uh, punching the ball out, getting a fumble. Uh, so he just make plays. I told him after that pick, I said, yeah, man, that's why we brought you here. Like, you, you're a dog, and we need that. So uh, he brings a lot of, like I said, playmaking abilities, uh, a lot of leadership, a lot of experience out there. So definitely good having him on our side. And I know that uh, you guys as a, as a safety unit, you get asked to do a lot in this defense. Mm -hmm. um, what would you say – is the most important skill as a safety in Todd Bowles defense? Most important skill? Mm -hmm. What does it take to be a successful safety in you his You got to be scheme? cerebral. You definitely got to be cerebral. You got to learn uh, defense in and out. Um, you got to communicate. He always harps on, on communicating um, to everybody on defense and just being cerebral. You got to know, like I said, defense inside and out. You got to know when you blitz him, when you not. You got to learn. You got to know what the backers is doing. You gotta know what the corners is doing. You gotta know what the other safety is doing. So it's kind of like you gotta really, be, really be smart and cerebral. So I say that's probably the toughest challenge. Uh, I know that Logan Hall got his first career sack as well. Mm -hmm. uh, guy having to step in, knowing that 
Akeem Hicks was going to miss some time, and that's some literal and figurative big shoes to fill. Yeah. Um, so what have you seen from, from the rookie and, and what you feel like helped you guys be in a position to, to see him get a big play like that? What have you seen is where he was able to get himself ready in a big moment like that? Yeah, I feel like he's improving every game. Uh, this game was kind of his, like, coming out, you know, making big plays. And like you say, he got his first sack. Uh, he played really well, uh, rushing the passer, uh, you know, getting this gap and uh, defending the run. Uh, I just feel like he did pretty good this game, and uh, he's only going to get better. Uh, I feel like he's got a lot of potential and uh, can do a lot of things, so ready to see what he can do. All right, we have plenty more coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access from the Hooters Owls Nest, brought to you by Frontier and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio. Buccaneers Total Access continues, brought to you by Frontier and by Hooters. Here again is Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access from the Hooters Owls Nest. I'm joined by safety Mike Edwards and continuing to talk about that first home game uh, this season. And they actually announced the attendance at 69,197, which is the largest ever crowd for a Bucks game, thanks to all those new seats that they have added mm-hmm. in the cruise nest this year. Could you feel the difference? Could you feel the atmosphere? And especially, I'm sure, after being on the road for a couple games, it must have just been like this breath of fresh air to have <laughs> yeah. the crowd yeah. behind you guys in that kind of way. So mm-hmm. tell me what it felt like, and, and did you notice how different it felt? Yeah, I did. Uh felt kind of like a playoff game. Um, I mean, Green Bay had some fans there too, but um, I mean, it was so loud. I mean, it was it was ridiculous, and uh, I feel like every play, especially in uh, crunch in the crunch time, uh, late in the fourth quarter, you definitely feel the environment, feel the atmosphere is just like it's shaking. It just feels so good. Uh, yeah, I didn't know that was a, the largest crowd we ever had until they said it, but uh, you definitely could feel it. And for you, what was it like to watch that last drive unfold by the offense and to make those moves down there to to put the team in a position to to tie it and send it into overtime. What is it like to be just on the sideline for moments like that, have no control over what's happening, and just be watching as something that stressful (laughs) is unfolding? Yeah, it it is stressful. I mean, it's tough because, you mean, you're on the other side of the ball. But, uh, you know, you got Tom Brady. Uh, So we try to say, you know, we got to get this stop. And, uh, you know, if we get this stop, we know Tom, you know, drive down and, you know, do his thing, So uh, which he did. Uh, it's tough not getting a two-point conversion, um, but just watching the whole drive unfold and uh, him driving down the field and running that two-minute drill, I mean, it's, it's special. I mean, he can do a lot of things, and uh, that's what he's been doing for a lot of years. So um, definitely uh, it is stressful watching it on the other side, on the, on the sideline, but once you know you got time on the side, uh, it's kind of, you know, take that little stress off of you. And I'm sure it does motivate you guys on defense in that sense of knowing that, yeah. like, if we just do our part, we have confidence in him to mm-hmm. be able to do his, that I imagine that that's got to be a nice feeling. Yeah, definitely. And Russell Gage, huge part of that drive, and mm-hmm. a guy that's new to the team this year. Um, what did you see of why he was the guy on that last drive? What is it about him that you think enabled him when they're, you know, the offense is missing a lot of pieces? Mm-hmm. And why he was the guy that you could tell Tom thought, yeah, this is this is the guy that can make the plays necessary in this crucial moment. Yeah, I mean, uh, what we saw from in Atlanta, I mean, he can make plays. Uh, that's why he brought him here, uh, paid him that money. And, um, I mean, it's, it felt like you, you could trust him a lot. Uh, Tom could trust him. And a uh, guy that get o- can get open uh, pretty well, uh, especially when the defense sitting back like that, not, you know, trying to give a big plays in that two-minute. So he kind of just, you know, 
running his routes and like, getting open, I feel like uh, Tom trusts him a lot. As far as like um, being able to catch the ball, getting open, and uh, just trying to get first downs and creating positive yardage uh, for that two-minute drill. And Cole Beasley, brand new addition to the team. Mm -hmm. um, what was it like to watch him try to get ready in just a few days yeah. to play? I mean, that's that's got to be tough. Yeah, it's tough. I, I know it is, especially uh, playing receiver with this offense. Um, I know it got to be tough, you know, coming in there in a few days, like you said. Uh, he came in and uh, did his thing. I mean, it's, I mean, you can't expect a lot from a guy that's coming in uh, from a few days off the streets, you know, whatever he was doing. But, um, I mean, it was big. Uh, he made some uh, good catches that we had. And uh, I mean, like you said, we was limited receiver, so he kept in. He stepped in and uh, made some uh, few plays that we needed. What have you seen of what makes him successful? That whether it was going against him on other teams or watching him, and then now just these few days of mm -hmm. being around him. What are, what would you say are his biggest skills? Uh, he's a competitor. Um, he could do it. He, like I said, he's one of the other guys that can get open in a slot, uh, run a lot of option routes, uh, quick slants, outs, whatever. I was watching him over the years. I was watching him on TV, watching film against him. Uh, he does a lot of things. Um, you know, like I said, him in the slot, he uh, runs a slot pretty well. Uh, I was watching when he was with Buffalo. Uh, he did great, great things with them. So I feel like he's just like a great option receiver. Uh, can get open and got great hands. And just another guy that's had to step up in the wake of losing so many guys, Brashad Perriman. We know he got that important touchdown uh, against the Saints and. What is it that has made him, I know that when he made the 53 after being, there's such a crowded wide receiver room mm -hmm. that some people were wondering, what is, why him? What was the thing that put him above all the other incredibly talented people that were vying for some of those spots? So having watched him so much in practice and now in games as well, what is the thing that sets him apart that made him force the Bucks to keep him on that 53? Um, I mean, he has uh, great speed. Uh, his hands is uh, getting uh, very good. Um, he can play special teams. He can, I mean, he can do a lot of things. Um, you know, he had that big game against Buffalo last year, that sell, that walk-off win. Um, then he had that uh, touchdown against New Orleans. So things like that. Uh, you can count on uh, BP to uh, make plays like that. Um, you know, like you said, we had a lot of receivers go down, so he stepped up and made some big plays, which we needed him to do, and which we, you know, expect him to do. So we expect him to make those plays, and uh, that's why he brought him in. Uh, Again, so uh, to the 53, yeah. So we're talking to safety Mike Edwards, and now I want to talk a little bit more about uh, Coach Bowles' defense and what you guys get to do in it. I'm, it feels kind of like it is a playground for DBs, for you guys to get to just do so many different things mm -hmm. and always mix it up. And I, I, I imagine that it has to be one of the most fun schemes to play in as a DB. Is that is that fair? Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it's... He trying to, uh, we play so many different positions. Like, I, you play safety, but you really playing, like, you play like linebacker, you play corner, you play whatever. But it, it's like we all over the field. And uh, it's, it's hard. It makes the uh, offense uh, have to think a lot. It makes it hard for the offense because you don't really know who's blitzing. You don't know who's in coverage. You know, trying to work on our disguise and things like that. So we got a lot of DBs that can do a lot of things. So uh, it's, it's good for our side. I saw two different plays where the Packers were forced to take a timeout because they seemed so confused by the way you guys were presenting. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, can you t take us through those couple plays and what you think it was that you guys were able to do to make even a guy like Aaron Rodgers go, whoa, 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 wait a yeah, minute. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I feel like he uh, tried to read the safeties, tried to read, you know, like two high safety and one high safety. 
or if we're in man or if we're in zone. And uh, that's kind of how he picks apart the defense and kind of runs the offense. And uh, start later in the game, I feel like we kind of picked up on the, like disguising and uh, you know showing around different looks and things like that. And uh, I seen how they kind of like how he kind of was like, uh, yeah, wait a minute, yeah. that's they not allowed. Out, 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 yeah. yeah. So we definitely messed him up on that. That's great. That's got to be so fun to be a part of. And and what is the difference in it being confusing for the offense, but not for you guys? How would you say Bowles has made that happen where you can be very confident in what you guys are doing, even mm-hmm. when you're asked to do a lot, but mm-hmm. it can cause a lot of confusion to the other side? Yeah, I mean, it comes with, uh, like, repetition, you know, just in practice, just knowing where other guys is, knowing what you got to uh, have to be at. And... Um, you know, we just run run a lot of plays. Uh, a lot of got a lot of defense that we got in. You know, you know, with Bowles, the scheme, he throws in a lot of stuff. But uh, like like I said, we got to be cerebral, so we got to do a lot of things and uh, got to pick on things fast. And uh, and you could do if you could do things like that, it's a tough job for the offense. I noticed during this game, you and Carlton and Jamel, I believe, all got tackles for loss behind the line of scrimmage against some running backs. So there's one thing for when we've seen that. Bowles likes to blitz a lot of different people, but then also for that many DBs to be getting in there mm-hmm. for a tackle for loss on running back, why does this defense set you guys up for that and maybe even why that game so many of you guys were able to produce those kind of stats? Yeah, we knew they um, want to run outside, uh, perimeter running, uh, you know, hand sweeps, uh, pitches, um, whatever it may be. But uh, so they go to force the DBs to tackle, which we um, – which he did. We had to take on that task to uh, try to tackle. And uh, yeah, the corners, you know, corners don't really uh, get that much credit for tackling. You know, they they normally get uh, credit for, you know, like covering and things like that. But uh, our corners, they, they tackle. They tackle. Yeah. They, uh, you know, bowls go make sure they, they, they can tackle. It's not an option. No, it's not an option for, for us. But uh, yeah, they did a great, great job. Uh, Melvin, uh, Dean. Yeah. Please explain why you call him Melvin. Because everyone's out there is like, I did not know we had a Melvin on this roster. Jamel Dean is Melvin. Tell Melvin. me what tell me why. I give nicknames to like a lot of people, but uh I don't know. I know a lot of people call him like I don't know, they give him some names, whatever, but I just call him Melvin. It's like Jamel, so I call him Melvin. Melvin. Yeah. Is this because I feel like Melvin is like an old man name. <laughs> is was this part of it? Was this the goal? Uh, something like that. He he is like a little yeah. old man. You walk around with his stiff knees and all that. Like <laughs> he is old man. <laughs> Amazing. So, what were you saying about Melvin or Jamel Dean, as we like to say? Hey, what was I saying? <laughs> we got we got sidetracked. Oh, yeah, the tackling, yeah, yeah, but yes, yeah, the yeah. tackling. Yeah, he uh, had a great tackle on AJ Dillon. Uh, you know, AJ is one of the biggest backs in the league. Uh, he came up and you know, stoned him. Came up, <laughs> went up high with him and stoned him. Oh, that's a great tackle. Then, you know, CD, he always throws his body in there. <laughs> CD's just a, a maniac. He throws his body in there and just go crazy. So, uh, yeah, we you got to like the tackle in our defense. You got to learn how to tackle. You got to like you gotta like the tackle. So, you can do that. But, man, it also, is uh, as we've seen from you, sets you up not just for tackling but for some interceptions. So, mm-hmm. explain to me why you always have the ball in your hands. And especially mm-hmm. per – Rep. I mean, before this year, you were not considered the starter. 
and mm -hmm. you were not getting the same number of reps out there as a guy like Antoine maybe. Mm -hmm. And so I cannot imagine there were many people in the history of the NFL, I feel like <laughs> with more interceptions per minute spent on the field than you. Yeah. So tell me, explain, give, give your secret of why you somehow <laughs> have this magnet to the football. I don't know. Uh, I mean, some people would be saying it's like luck or something, but I, wow, yeah, it's crazy. But uh, those haters, haters, it's crazy. <laughs> but uh, I really just try to trust my instincts and uh, try to go after the ball. Uh, you know, a lot of people just try to, you know, not look, not read the quarterback, or you know, try to make the PBU or something. I always try to go for the ball, so uh, I kind of just trust my instincts and try to get a uh, step ahead on the quarterback. Uh, Trying to read, you know, things I have coming, you know, like Ross have coming to me and uh, see where I can, you know, bait a little bit or see where I can break on the ball faster than I normally can. So, uh, I don't know, just try to, like I said, try to trust my instincts, trust my ball uh, playmaking skills and uh, just try to find the ball, track the ball. Now, I know that pick sixes have also been an impressive thing for you, that you had three in under a year. But Coach Bowles, there's a chance in our most recent show with him. Oh, I know he was talking stuff. Yeah, always. He always <laughs> is. He did point out that you almost got caught by an offensive lineman. <laughs> hey, that, they don't understand. He had an angle. Like, he already had, he was already like, what, 30 something yards behind me, and he had an angle, so it was like, yeah, he probably would get a little close to me, but he's not going to catch me. Okay, so all right. Like, we just had to, I just had to clear that up, you know. And as, of course, you pointed out that you were not surprised that Coach Bowles would be talking some trash towards mm -hmm. you. Uh, how often do you feel like you are the recipient of his uh, trash-talking sarcasm that has become legend already, <laughs> even though he's only been a head coach for three games? Yeah, he always talking stuff to me. I don't, I don't know what it is. I feel like everybody's trying to... I feel like everybody tries to talk, talk stuff to me. I don't know what it is, but uh, Bo's definitely, he is. Uh, he get on Dean a lot, too, but. Uh, yeah, it feels like the, you and Jamel Dean are the most common recipients. Is that yeah. is that true? I mean, Melvin is like, he he just picks on him just for, like, anything. <laughs> Literally anything. But me, it's just, like, just certain stuff. Like you said, like, the, the lineman, he always talks about my school, Kentucky, saying it or not. You know, whatever. Wow. But, uh, Low yeah, blow. He, yeah. But it's like, just taking on the chin. Like, it's bowls. You got to let it go. <laughs> I feel like it's not even just bowls. I feel like somehow you're always the butt of the uh, sarcasm and jokes from the whole defense. That we, yeah. that we put the camp cam up there where, you know, there's the GoPro and players will come give their answers. And we mm -hmm. always joke that we know if it's something that re requires making fun of teammates. Mm-hmm that it will be you, that people will answer you regardless of whether or not it's true. It's always, it's oh, Mike Edwards. Whenever it's anything even remotely it's mocking, what, what what led to this? And I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I really don't know. I didn't do nothing. Like, I literally just be chilling. I don't do nothing. And then they just poke fun at me or whatever. I always saying Fat Mike or whatever. It's like, <laughs> it's all good. Yeah, and then you just go get a pick six on them. Yeah, so they, they can't really say nothing. That's what it is. <laughs> they really can't is say it because nothing. I feel like you're always just smiling and like laughing about it? Is mm -hmm. it the fact that do you feel like you need to start giving it back? Is that the problem? Oh, I give it back. Oh, like, okay. Don't worry about it. Like, I, I give oh, it okay. Back. I just wanted to make sure yeah. you're. They, they you're know good. not to take it too far, you know what I'm saying? Oh, but it's okay. Like, they can they can poke a little, yeah. but we don't poke the bear too much. Right. Okay, that's mm -hmm. fair. <laughs> well, we have plenty more coming up here <laughs> on Buccaneers Total Access from the Hooters Owls Nest with Safety Mike Edwards. Brought to you by Frontier and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio. You're listening to Buccaneers Total Access. Brought to you by Frontier and by Hooters. Here's Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. 
Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access from the Hooters Owls Nest. I am joined by safety Mike Edwards. Um, so we talked a little bit before the break about Bull's legendary trash talk. But how about him as a, as a head coach now that he's been your coordinator and you've gotten to see him in that role and then he gets to transition to head coach. What's that been like to watch and what do you enjoy about him as a head coach? Um, I mean, we got a defensive coach now. I mean, he's a... Um... He's not nothing uh, different. I mean, he's kind of, you know, the same guy, same bowls. He's just, uh, now he's just a head man. So it's kind of, it's not really different, but uh, just seeing him up there and uh, seeing him be the head man, is just like, all right, we, we, we got to play for him now. You know what I'm saying? It's like, yeah, we got a defense coach now. And um, we're doing a great job, you know, a phenomenal job to step in. And uh, maybe two on one. I mean, the last game was crazy, but. Uh, doing a great job, phenomenal job, and uh, just got to keep playing for him. You said that, like, with some pride about we have a defensive coach now, and I feel like I hear this from a lot of defensive guys where you've seen the trend in the league where offensive coaches have gotten considered a lot for head coaching roles mm -hmm. and that a lot of times defensive coaches don't seem to get the same recognition or, right. or chances at that. And what do you feel like is important for you guys as a defense to see someone like him getting – that opportunity and, and does it make you play like I said with a little bit more pride or urgency maybe to prove something about a defensive mm -hmm. head coach? Yeah, I mean, uh, I feel like defensive coaches uh, should get more respect. Um, I mean, yeah, there's a lot, a lot more uh, offensive head coaches in the league around the league, but uh, yeah, it can show that uh, defensive coaches can definitely, uh, you know, step in and uh, make some changes, make some uh, progress, and which he has done, he's done a phenomenal job. And uh, yeah, it makes you play uh, as far as defensive, defensive wise. Uh, you know, he's our DC for the past three years, and uh, so now he's our head coach. Like I said, nothing changed with him, but uh, definitely seeing him as a head coach definitely makes us want to, you know, go out there and uh, play for him, and makes us, you know, even stronger. And so many of you guys on the defense, and specifically DBs, have grown up in this league with him mm -hmm. as the guy mm -hmm. for you. And how important has that been? How have you seen that? shape the way you guys have matured and played in this league, getting to have him the entire time and implement mm -hmm. his system and the ways that he wants it played. How mm -hmm. has that influenced you guys? Uh, a lot. I mean, you know, a lot of guys, I mean, some teams have, you know, coaches that come in and out. Um, it's great to have uh, him for as long as I've been in the league. So uh, definitely, especially with his uh, system, uh, it's great to have, you know, him the whole time uh, because his, his defense is tough as far as like uh, kept picking up on things you know he's always throwing some other stuff in every week so you got to be on top of things but uh, yeah it's definitely definitely good and definitely know what he expects and definitely what he uh, you know knows what he, his players can do knows what kind of um, plays that you he likes to run um, so definitely it's good to have him for the past four years we've been here. And it's one thing to have a defensive coach. It's another to have a coach who played your position. Mm -hmm. Do you think he expects more of safeties because oh, of that? Definitely. Yeah, most definitely. Yeah, he he's probably the hardest on safeties for sure because that's what he played. And uh, you know, no matter what we do, if we not own just the slightest little bit of thing on top of things, he he's gonna let us know. So uh, he definitely coaches the hardest. What are the biggest things that he? tends to say to you guys as safeties or the things he wants you to be working on, improving? What, what are kind of those big messages that he continues to harp on? Uh, probably more communicating. That's just 
biggest pet peeve is like communicating. Uh, he wants the safeties to, you know, run the show back there, you know, communicating, like I said, communicating to, you know, everybody on the field and, uh, every, you know, got to have everybody on top of their same page. Uh, that, yeah, definitely pretty much communicating and uh, just let everybody know what we have to do, Everybody get, get everybody lined up, so definitely say communicating. And tell us about this new role that Antoine is playing this year and what it's been like to watch him make mm -hmm. that transition and just overall what that's done for you guys as a safety room, as a defense, mm -hmm. that you do have so many guys that can play multiple positions and frees guys like you up to have bigger contributions as well. So. Mm -hmm. Take us through that move for him, what that's meant for him, for you, and, mm -hmm. and the defense overall. Yeah, um, it's great for him. I mean, he can, uh, he's, a, he's a ball player, so he can play pretty much anywhere on defense. Uh, him, and him stepping in a nickel, uh, you know, creates a lot of versatility. You know, he can blitz, he can cover man to man. You know, he can play uh, in a zone, you know, deep, short. He can do a lot of things. So. Uh, Free, like you said, it frees other people up. You know, me and Logan playing safety while he playing nickel. Uh, we know it's like we got three safeties on the field, but it's like we all do the same thing. So um, definitely kind of, kind of uh, mess the office up a little bit because you don't really know who's in what spot or whatever. So uh, I feel like he's doing a phenomenal job stepping in. You know, uh, he played a little nickel uh, last year, just a little bit, but. Uh, Actually, actually, I'm taking on the full-time role in nickel. I feel like he's doing a great job at it, and uh, you know he's only gonna get better at it, uh, and just keep keep making plays. How does that work for you guys as well? Of safeties, DB, like in corners, the whole group of you. Um, how that works in practice, in meeting rooms, when it is such an interchangeable thing in some ways, and how much you guys have to be working together that some other position groups, yeah, of course, everyone kind of has to be on the same page, but mm -hmm. they might be a little bit more isolated doing their own thing. Mm -hmm. It feels like you guys all have to be more like one giant position mm -hmm. than as separate of, oh, this is the corners, this is the safeties. Yeah, yeah. Because, uh, you know, we got to work together because certain calls, you know, it's built in for, you know, corners and safeties got to do, got to be on the same page to do everything. So. Especially, you know, coverage is, uh, coverage is a big part because, uh, I mean, yeah, you can have uh, different stunts in a run game or whatever, but at the end of the day, uh, you can't have anything over your head. You, gotta, you know, safety is the last line of the defense. So um, definitely you got to, uh, you know, we come together as a, you know, whole secondary, <clears throat> especially on like Fridays and things like that, Fridays and Saturdays, and uh, just watch film together. And, uh, you know, you definitely got to have that as a secondary, have a close group of net. Um, of uh, players in, uh, in the secondary. So I feel like that's a big part, uh, communicating and having a tight bond together as far as uh, both groups. And I feel like we pretty much not split, you know, it's not really like corner safety, it's kind of like just DB. So mm -hmm. I feel like that's where we got to come together and uh, just trusting each other. Another guy uh, in your position room, Keanu Neal, uh, we saw him just get rock a hit on special teams. And, yo, he was oh my God. he was fired up. That was a heck of a, a shot that he <laughs> delivered. Uh, what's it been like adding him to the roster and, and what he can bring? Oh, he's, yeah, he's he's a player. He's a player. <laughs> That's how you play football. Like, him, like how he plays, uh, he's just, I feel like he just tears whoever <laughs> in front of him, he just tears his head off. And uh, that pump rep, he just he just destroyed that dude on the sideline. And then uh, I feel like they 
they did the same thing. I had to go back up there and punt again. He did the same. On the same side, I think dude just went out of bounds or whatever. Yeah, he's like, no, thank yeah, you. Yeah, I'm yeah, good. Yeah, Once yeah. is sufficient. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, Keanu, he just brings uh, you know, brings experience, too. He's been in the league for, you know, about six-plus years. And uh, uh, he brings experience, you know, brings uh, a lot of things to us. Uh, he can do a lot of things, be in a box. He can blitz, blitz pretty well. Uh, you know, he loves to hit. You know, I just watch him in college all the time in Florida, and I just see him just rock people. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's good having him on our side. Who would you say is the biggest hitter on the team in any in any position? Mm-hmm. Biggest hitter? Yeah. Probably I'd say Keanu. Ooh. Yeah, he's he, he loves to hit. I probably ought to say him. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense when he's played both safety and linebacker. Yeah, this is the dude yeah, that yeah. knows yeah. how to deliver one. Yeah, yeah. You know, we talked about you and, and several of the DBs getting to grow up in Bowl's scheme, but overall, I mean, it's amazing how many guys specifically from your draft class are still here mm-hmm. contributing. Um, how much has that influenced what you guys have been able to do on this team? That I know you guys were all incredibly close as well, and to just have so many guys that came in together mm-hmm. be such big parts of this team as quickly as you were, I mean, to be huge parts of the Super Bowl run. Mm-hmm. Um, why do you think your class has been that group and done things that that is not a given to have that many guys contributing from one draft class oh we got the best draft class <laughs> <laughs> but you're That's not me. biased or anything <laughs> yeah but uh yeah we have a very good draft class uh started from the uh first you know d white uh, you know he's a phenomenal player you know to chucky to melvin to me <laughs> to- <laughs> people are like who <laughs> Sean Murphy Bunting. There we go. Jamel Dean. Yes. And then me, you got Scotty, uh, Nelly. I mean, we got a lot of players that uh, just come in and uh, come in and work. Uh, we got a lot of playmakers. Like you said, that Super Bowl run, we we did our thing. And yeah. uh, I feel like just we getting it better and better, you know, learn defense. Uh, and then, you know, with Scotty uh, doing his thing, you know, did a great job at that Super Bowl run. Um, but yeah, I feel like our class just, uh, you know, we're a close group uh, from top to bottom, just a close group. And uh, I feel like we just try to make plays. That's all we try to do. We feel like we, that's why they brought us here is to make plays, you know, no matter if we, you know, rookie, rookie year to now. I feel like we're just out there trying to make plays and help our team win. And you mentioned Devin. Uh, he already, through the first couple of games this year, had as many sacks as he had all of last season. And uh, it just feels like he's been playing at the level that, he expects maybe more and, and that mm-hmm. Bowles would probably expect more of. What has seemed to work well for him already this year or, or what feels different? What have you seen from him either, either at practice or in games that seems like we're, we're getting a next level Devin White? Yeah, I just feel like he's uh, more locked in, more hungry. Um, I feel like he uh, just want to make every play. I mean, that's what you want out of a uh, defense player, just wants to make every play. Um, everybody just hungry out there is trying to make a play. That's, that's what you were supposed to have. And I feel like Devin is uh, the prime example of that. Um, I mean, he's just real hungry. He want to make every tackle. He want to just uh, – I feel like he's using a great job using his hands, getting off blocks, uh, getting the sacks. The skies are pretty well, hitting the gaps, um, you know, working on his pass coverage. And uh, he's just all over the field. Um, I mean, as you can see, for the past four years he's been here, he's been, you know, run sideline to sideline. Him and Vontae just – Compliments each other very well. Uh, you know, I have to work with them a lot, you know, as far as like playing strong safety in the box. And uh, Jake communication is very well. You know, we always on the same page. And, uh, you know, it's just a great group of linebackers and it's just great working with them. 
And uh, we're talking to safety Mike Edwards. Um, Carlton Davis, you mentioned earlier that he's willing to just throw his body anywhere, do mm-hmm. anything. Uh, having him as your main outside guy, what does that do for this defense? And what he brings, not just from even an X's and O's standpoint, but like I said, the the energy, the vibe, the, you know, because you're, mm-hmm. you're starting outside corner, it feels like in this league <laughs> can be a, quite a tone setter. Is that yeah. is that a fair way to put it? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, CD is just like a... It, it's it's just great having him because uh, you know he's gonna come in every week, uh, every game, and just you know try to erase the number one receiver. Uh, and it's tough. I mean, it's a lot of great receivers out there, not a lot of great number ones, even some great number twos out there. So uh, for him to step up for that challenge and uh, you know <clears throat> guard the number one receiver week in and week out, and uh, just holding it down for us, uh, you know we could play a lot of a lot of more things. Uh, a lot of more uh, defenses that you can run, uh, knowing that you can have that uh, number one corner locking up the number one receiver. So uh, he does a phenomenal job with that. Like you said, his tackling is very well. Uh, communication is on point, and uh, just learning defense. He's learning defense really well, and uh, kind of see his um, see like he can pick up on a few things, like hey, watch this, watch, watch this coming, whatever. So uh, doing a great job, and I just feel like he's just a phenomenal lockdown corner. And how about for you guys as a defense facing a guy like Leonard Fournette in practice as much as you have? What did that help you guys with and, and what has made him have, you know, a, I mean, those first couple games, first game in particular, but man, I mean, mm-hmm. the guy already was putting up a lot of stats. He was being asked to do a lot, you know, carrying a lot of the um, the burden of the, of the offense yeah. early in the season. So, so tell us about Lenny, what you've seen from him, and then also what that's meant to you guys as a defense going against him. Yeah, uh... I mean, we don't have to <laughs> we don't have to tackle him uh, maybe about <laughs> once a year. We know we always have like one live tackling period, but uh, yeah, it's <laughs> and you're happy about that. It sounds like. <laughs> <laughs> Let you know I give it to him, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> easy for are, you to are, say when you don't have to do it. it. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, both of you can say that you'd give it to right, the other one, and just right. neither one ever has to get proven wrong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's <clears throat> it's. I feel sorry for the other people on the, <laughs> the other team because he. He runs like a maniac, man. It's like after I seen him <laughs> run over uh, a boy Tyron from New Orleans, I was like, man, he just try runs over everybody. Like he don't try to make no moves or nothing. Yeah. Like most people like get over space, try to make a move or something. Nope. Man, Freight like, he train straight, yeah, he going straight for your chin. And uh, I mean, it's a, it's a it's a great thing to have, uh, you know, have a running back to because he you know he got speed, he got acceleration, he can you know put a move on somebody, but. His his greatest thing, you know, find the hole and uh, get into overfield, you know, just running people over, things like that. So uh, I think he's doing a great job putting the uh, offense on his back and uh, you know carrying that ro- uh, that workload, uh, which we need. You know, we gotta have a running game uh, to open up the passing game. So I feel like he's doing a great job with that. All right, we have one more segment coming up here on Buccaneers Total Access from the Hooters Owls Nest with safety Mike Edwards, brought to you by Frontier and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio. Now more on Buccaneers Total Access, brought to you by Frontier and by Hooters. Now your host, Bucks team reporter Casey Phillips. Welcome back into Buccaneers Total Access from the Hooters Owl's Nest. I am here with safety Mike Edwards. Uh, right before the break, you mentioned when Leonard Fournette ran over Tyran Matthew, which is uh, funny because that was always the comparison of who you were compared to, partially because of the hair, or was it the comparison happened and so then you made the hair like it. what? What's the what's the order here? Man, it, it happens back in high school. The hair I had this hair since high school, but uh, yeah, I, I kind of uh, 
for the most part, looked up to him, you know, in college. Uh, he's a phenomenal college player. And then I started getting nicknamed Badger. People started calling me Badger. You know, he's a hunting Badger. But uh, kind of, you know, don't want to go, you know, follow that trend with, you know, because he's his own player. I'm my own player. But uh, I always thought he was a great player. But, uh, yeah, what Lenny did to him, it was, you know, they both went to LSU, so, you know, they got some bad blood. But it's, it's all love, I know. But, uh, yeah. Flahey, they they both some great players. They both great players. Uh, we got the best on that play. And for you, I feel like the one thing about a honey badger comparison that seems right is the idea of uh, maybe an on versus off the field <laughs> personality for you. Uh-huh. Uh, explain the difference in Mike Edwards here in the building, walking around the hallways, <laughs> versus Mike Edwards on the field. <laughs> yeah, I told you, I'm kind of like a, a chill person off the field. You're always I mean, smiling. You're always yeah, happy. Yeah, I mean, I'm always, I mean, you can't tell if I'm mad or not for the most part or like sad or feeling down. I always try to keep that positive energy, you know. Like you said, I'm always, you know, uplifted, trying to smile a lot and things like that. But, um, yeah, on the field is kind of different. I've always been like that since, you know, grade school, since I was playing Little League. Uh, just a different person. It's just, it's just crazy because it's like off the field, you just like this one, t- one type of person. Then the next, I don't know, you're on the field, it's like you're a completely different player. So I feel like, on the field, kind of just like, just locked in and, you know, always, you know, just focus on the offense, focus on what I have to do and just like, just trying to tear somebody's head off and trying to make a play, trying to, you know, things like that. It's <laughs> completely different. That's so crazy. So now uh, we're talking to Safety Mike Edwards. We are coming in against the Chiefs, a team that, you know, there's some history, there's some familiarity there, which is uh, interesting when it's an NFC, AFC team to have this much where you've played them this many times yeah. in a pretty short span and for some rather important games. Right. Uh, so tell me now, this this particular game, what is going to be similar and different for you guys approaching it as compared to the previous matchups for them? What are, what are the biggest things that you're focusing on with this Bucks team and this Chiefs team? We know they have a, a talented offense. Uh, you know, you lost one of the greatest, not the greatest, but lost one, uh, one of the best players in uh, Tyreek Hill. Um, it's a big part of the offense, but uh, they also made some moves in the offseason. They got some uh, good receivers they, they picked up on. Uh, they still got Patrick Mahomes. You know, he's a phenomenal quarterback. Um, so when you're preparing for a guy like Patrick Mahomes, uh, kind of like what we talked about earlier, I know you, you love to read tendencies, look at things. What is the most challenging thing about preparing for him now that you have done it a few times? He uh, can throw the ball over the field. Uh, he can... Like I said, just like Aaron Rodgers, he can throw the ball 100 yards and just uh, make some crazy throws, you know, no-look passes, sidearm, uh, across the body. Um, he just throws, he just does a lot of things. I mean, he's a uh, very skillful quarterback, so you got to, you know, can't take that many uh, chances against him, but I uh, definitely feel like, um, you know, he's human too, so uh, he definitely uh, makes some plays against him, which he did in the Super Bowl. He made some Pretty good plays against him in the Super Bowl, so, uh, but we know it's going to be a, a different game. Uh, I mean, we got some different players on our team, got different players on their team. So, uh, like I said, both teams going off losses, so uh, both, got, both teams feel like you got to bounce back and, um, you know, get that win. So, When you're watching film of, like, you know, you, I'm sure you always watch the most previous, the most recent game against uh, the other team, but... Is it more or less helpful if they're coming off a loss? Is it is it good to see what worked, or is it better to see them maybe at their best in a win to then know what to prepare for? How does that change for you the effectiveness of getting to watch that film? Um, 
maybe uh, I mean, I would say more so if the if the other side other defenses kind of you know making plays against them because mm. uh, if they not, it's just like they just running whatever on yeah. offense, just like they just running and run up score. But uh, if you see them like making stops, uh, you know, great stops, you can see like what they did what to they did you right. know what they did to uh, limit the plays, what they did to make those plays. So uh, definitely, probably I'll probably say. Um, you know, with the defense is making plays against the offense. So for you, what do you think is going to be the the key for you guys on defense? If you were to pick one or two things that if we do this, then I think we will come away, you know, at least on defense doing what we need to do for this game. What would that be against them? Probably say three things. Uh, probably one is stopping the run for sure. You know, they got a great quarterback and great receiving core, great tight end. Definitely, you know, first and foremost, got to stop the run. Second, we got to... Uh, Get after Patrick Mahomes. We gotta, you know, rush the passer. Can't let him sit sit back there in the pocket, you know. And then we also gotta keep him in the pocket, because uh, when he get out the pocket, you know, he get extend plays, and that's where he is great at extending plays and throwing the ball deep down the field. And then the last is probably, uh, you know, take care of their explosive plays. You know, they they like to throw the ball down the field. So safeties and you know corners, we gotta uh, not let the ball go over our heads and uh, keep everything in front of us. And just swarm up and tackle them. And uh, got to have all 11 guys to ball for sure. All right. Well, that is going to do it for us here. Mike, thank you so much for joining us after, I know, a long, very hot day at the game <laughs> yesterday. So oh, you get some brownie points. Thank you for spending <laughs> the time with us, and good luck this next week. All right. Thank you. And thanks to all of you guys for tuning in here on Buccaneers Total Access from the Hooters Owl's Nest, brought to you by Frontier and Hooters. This is Buccaneers Radio.